0: Welcome back to Things of Gold, a Snarky Puppy podcast by Storm Sound and Osiris Media. My name is Ryan Storm,
1: and I'm Megan Glyona.
0: And the two of us are back here today. We are entering a new era of Snarky Puppy with episode nine here of the series. Hard to believe that we're already nine episodes in. Megan, flown by.
1: I know it really has. Um, I'm going to be sad when it's over. We've had so much fun. I've learned so much it's been really fun to listen to these later shows and like recognize some of the songs and kind of know, feel like I know a little bit more. It's yeah. been great. That's yeah. Awesome.
0: Megan, guess what I get to do tomorrow?
1: I know. I you get, get to see, see Snarky, Snarky Puppy. Puppy. I am, I am
0: <laughs> so excited. Uh, I, I, I just can't wait. It's a hometown show. They're playing in Toronto. It's, it's very, very exciting. So I, I can't wait uh, to, you know, see it and, and post all about it and talk about it. But you know, we have a show to talk about today. We are heading not to Canada for this show. Yeah. We are heading all the way to Japan. four twelve nineteen 19, Kawasaki, Japan, at Club Sita. This is very early on in the touring year of 2019, only two or three shows in, maybe uh, only a couple. Um, you know, the immigrants' material is all very, very new. The album came out in March. Uh, They debuted all of the songs at the ground up festival in February of 2019. Um, So these have only been played a few times. They haven't been road tested. You know, we'll hear in episodes 10, 11 and 12, you know, the band is a lot more comfortable with the material. It's getting, it's kind of taking on a bit more life as as these things happen, as they expand with more time on the road and more live play. But right here, we see all these, uh, a lot of these songs in their infancy um, and, you know, a new take on an old song as well. Um, so I'm I'm excited to dive in. What, what did you think of this show overall? First thoughts on the, the new material?
1: Well, it's funny to hear you say that intro because they don't sound like they haven't been touring for a while or they're mm-hmm. playing new music. I mean, they sound really energetic. They sound really cohesive. And these new songs are super fun. And I think they give them a lot of space to kind of like really play around. And the way that they're playing the old stuff in the show too is just incredible. amazing, amazing.
0: Well, take us through this uh th- this venue you did some did some research on this venue as always.
1: Yeah, so club Sita is a thirteen hundred capacity. Venue in Kawasaki and Kawasaki sits on the Tama River where it flows into Tokyo Bay. So it's in between and kind of connecting the two major cities of Tokyo and Yokohama. So one side of the town is really industrial and the other side's really residential and has a lot of commuters to Tokyo. Have you ever been to Tokyo? Or I've never been to Japan. Japan, Ryan. I have not. Well, you know, it's funny. Michael mentions this later in the show that, you know, it's one of their favorite places to go and it's really special. It is my favorite place I've ever been on the entire wow. planet. Japan is so incredible, such an ancient culture. The food is just like nothing else on this planet. The food is so good there. And I really can feel that when he says that. I really related to that. And I love how he says at the end of the show, like, you probably hear this from all the bands, but this is one of our favorite places to play. And that's just how I feel when, when I'm there. It's just a really, really special place. And so cool to imagine snarky puppy playing in this club in kawasaki japan i kept having moments of listening to the show and thinking about where they were and i was like that is so far from here and that's what Mm -hmm. i love about it too
0: so cool yeah and and Mm -hmm. we talked a couple episodes about a couple episodes ago when they were in uruguay about like michael just being like oh yeah by the way he's fluent in spanish he's not also fluent in japanese in case anyone was i mean thank god otherwise you can understand the banter in this show yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) well today's lineup. Of course, we we do have a lineup of the band. We've got Michael, of course, Bob Lanzetti on guitar, JT on drums, Keita Ogawa, the hometown or the home country boy uh, on percussion. Uh, We've got Sean Martin on keys, Bobby Sparks on keys, Justin Stanton on keys and trumpet, Mike Mazmaher on trumpet, flugelhorn, and Chris Bullock on tenor sax and flute. I think that's all of them. And we get right in with some new material. Uh, You know, we open up the show, Even Us, brand new song, very moody, which is, I feel like that's a tone uh, of a lot of the Immigrant songs. There are a couple of exceptions, uh, of course, one of which we'll get to later, but I feel like a lot of the songs have a moodier vibe uh, on on this album. And this one really does. It's very spacey. There's like, you know, again, layering, which is what they're so good at doing, um, especially with three keyboard parts uh mm. you know you have justin doing some synths Bobby kind of swirling on some synths and the sean holding down the piano uh for this song so just i, I really like this song a lot it took a little while before i it kind of grew on me um but you know now i li- now i've listened to this pretty regularly but what were your thoughts on even aspect
1: yeah i really liked it i thought that the beginning is so vibey it's really sultry it's really dark so like low end everything's kind of like really low notes michael's amazing i love the bass line in the beginning of this and as my kind of introduction to the immigrant songs i felt like this one was the perfect one to kind of like kind of like ease me in in a way and i also (laughs) think it's a really cool start to the show they do this a lot right when they start their shows off with a kind of like vibey ease in song and i think this really works well in that spot i also think like the later on when we get to like Maz and Bobby and what they're doing on their solos like there's just this like really like strong dissonance that's happening that's mm-hmm. really matching the tone of the song like so effortless and I think there's just they're playing with that a lot it seems like throughout the show and with these songs like with the layering that you mentioned and also like distortions and dissonance in a way that is really effective
0: yeah it's it's like Moz during a solo like drawing out long mm-hmm. dissonant notes you know not super heavy into the effects just some delay um, but it, it's it just – it's really, really cool. There's one version from, I want to say, 11.27 or 11.28.19 that Bobby does on Minimoog uh, that's probably my favorite version of this song. But, you know, I, I mean, I, I have synth bias, I think, a lot of the time. But <laughs> I love that I one because it's that. just – it's it's gritty, right? You know, yeah. the, the, this vibe is so gritty. And so with that, like, powerful cutting synth tone, it sounds so good. But Maz really, really crushes it here. Again, it's it's that – the feeling of, like, you know, when, when you like, it's kind of a gross thing, but like, you know, it, like a chewed piece of gum and then you like stretch it. <laughs> That's kind of like yeah. what I, I envision the sound of his trumpet solo being. It's like a, you know, you're stretching yeah. in, like a, in a very dissonant way. I, 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 like I love that. this solo.
1: A really great image for me. That makes Thanks.
0: sense. And then that goes into "Go," which is new intro to "Go," uh, which they did throughout 2019. Instead of just going right into the bass intro, uh, which is what we heard in the past, um, there's drums and percussion. Get a few minutes, set it up, vibe out a little bit. Um, so lots of toms here from JT initially. Uh, it takes a couple of minutes before he kind of starts playing the go drum beat, and then. It's not until the three-minute mark where they really, really jump into it. Um, and what's cool but is I, that –
1: I love that though because yes. it's like you can kind of hear the go beat, but he's playing over it at the same time. Right. So it's like – Multitasking. Yeah, you're like there, but you're not. It's mm-hmm. cool.
0: It's very cool. And then instead of then going into the baseline and how the song normally unfolds, Bob starts the the guitar melody and then the horns come in and then we drop into – like a variation on the original baseline. We'll hear that that original bass line come in a little bit later in the song. But it's cool how Michael is changing this up. You know, 20 the beginning of 2019, we have the different go. We talked about uh in the last episode. We talked about how we we're we're gonna hear the new version of Tarova um mm-hmm. in this oh, in this yeah. year, which uh, you know, I played for you. Um but there's really cool how as time goes on, they're like, all right, we're gonna switch up how this song works, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna breathe some new life into it, which is a very jam bandy thing to do. You know, if if you think of, think of, uh, fish or goose or any of these bands, there there's consistently like tweaking arrangements of songs and, you know, changing the vibe. And so it's cool to hear them do something like this.
1: Yeah. And if anybody could do it, it's these guys, right? They're so used to like switching on a dime and kind of like playing in the moment too. So it really works here. This is a very satisfying introduction because like when he gets to the guitar melody, the crowd cheers. And I just, I feel like it's like one of those moments that are like, yes, it like, when you make an audience kind of like wait for something that they know is coming, you mm-hmm. know, that's just, it's just such a good moment as, as a band and the horns when they come in, have that like dragged out feeling. There's like this yearning quality to them. I just love it. And then it gets so funky.
0: Yeah. Well, and and Ugh. then the, the first solo from Bullock is really cool because instead of going straight funk, he just goes, buzz haze immediately like over the groove so we talked about in the last episode there were a couple of songs where what um in in that 217 18 show there were a couple of songs where the groove kind of stood out more than the soloist which is interesting and so this is one of those times for me for sure and that's because Bullock is taking you know a more textural role he's not really leading out front for the first chunk of his solo and so that's really really cool to hear you know, it, it's it's so funky. It's so good. And Bullock is just like coloring it with this really dark fuzz sax.
1: Yeah, it's like really, really like the perfect vibe for that. And you've got like this funk underneath the go melody. It's just really fantastic. This section, I loved it.
0: Yeah. And then we get into the B section. First clav tweet of the episode.
1: There will not be the
0: last clav tweet of the episode.
1: Not uh, even we close. Are, we
0: are in Clavland. Uh, you know, 2019 is is the first year we'll, we'll hear the whammy clav for the first time in the next episode. Um, you know, this is still at the point where, um, you know, when, when they were flying for gigs, like when they were going to Japan, Bobby didn't travel with his own whammy clav, obviously. Um, this was before he got his little bender box gadget, it's called, uh, which is like a little toggle that it's basically like a a miniaturized version of the whammy bar. Uh, And so he can use that now when they're, when they're backlining gear, but in early 2019, he didn't have that. Uh, So he just has his, his effects pedals uh, without the full whammy bar. So it's interesting to hear, you know, when we get to the next episode and we hear that stuff with the whammy clav, it'll be really interesting to compare these.
1: Still sounds amazing. It's almost like an arcade. It's super funky and there's like just a playful feeling to it that I think mm-hmm. really works here too. And then when he switches, when Bobby switches to the organ, oh my God, it just adds this like dimension to the sound. He's such a master at moving between keyboards on his rig and really like putting it all to good use. Like mm-hmm. he's so intentional about that stuff. And it just he's so good at, at using the right kind of keyboard in the right moment. It just adds such a different sound to each of those moments and it really like frames that section in a way that is just masterful
0: yeah and it, it's it's great too because then then he goes to mini you know he we get every mm-hmm. single side of his rig uh in, in this one solo and you know as bobby does gets kind of crazy with the knobs on the mini little <laughs> delay computer noises uh as it is but man it's it's such a killer solo and then justin takes the reins for the outros he does so well and just drives us into the sky off into the sunset sean great great comping from him on uh on some electric piano um but you know it's great and little extended outro kind of deal for a few seconds uh with justin kind of playing around the melody as as the song fades out
1: this is a really great version so much fun i loved Mm it awesome
0: then we move into Flood. You know, you can kind of see the set list construction, which we talked a lot about in the last episode. Um, They're highlighting the new songs. Like the set is still mostly new songs, but they're throwing in, you know, Go. They're throwing in Flood. Um, You know, we get get What About Me a little bit later. Um, And so it's not all new songs, which is really interesting. And it's not like a run of, you know, seven or eight songs from Immigrants and then two older ones at the end. Um, yeah which is kind of different right
1: which is like kind of what they've been doing now at least i thought i think when i saw them it was more like that it was like all the empire central songs and then like two or three new ones or old ones and so i feel like it's interesting that they decide to do it this way and it kind of makes sense like you play one of the new songs two of the old songs and then you go and play all the other new songs Mm -hmm. and kind of you know play another old one it's
0: the difference also is that immigrants did not have as many tracks as empire central does and i feel like pretty much every song from empire central is in rotation with them right now. Mm-hmm. Not every song from immigrants was in regular rotation in 2019, you know, stuff like,
1: okay, yeah. So they had less to play. Yeah, then. Yeah. Stuff
0: like even us chonks, Chavi, bad kids to the back. Those were in very, very regular rotation. Um, but stuff like chrysalis or embossed or so, so some of the other tunes weren't played as regularly. So that there was more space for, um, there's more space for stuff. And, I mean the they were favorite. playing less songs in the sets then so th- th- there's a lot of factors um but we we get this flood here beautiful beautiful intro from Bob um again textural you know it's it's just it's just space again it's similar like you know we talked about Bullock setting up like just with the haze this is a much dreamier version of that of course it's the the nature of a flood intro it's just beautiful guitar soundscapes for a few oh
1: people. it's super emotional really haunting it's, you know, I always say this, but I love when this band gets quiet. So delicate, light, really romantic. This is like walking through a field of like wild flowers and like a quiet summer morning. There's like a little fog, dew on the grass. It's just, this is beautiful. I love this song. And I kind of forgot about it because we haven't heard it in a while. And mm-hmm. just hearing it again, I'm like, wow, this song is, it's gorgeous. It's amazing.
0: Amazing. the great road solo from justin here i, I mean it's just it's, ju- it's a justin solo on flood you know whether he takes it on synth or on roads he always just sounds so good on this song um yeah man they need to bring this one back into rotation
1: and the drums underneath it they're just they're crazy they're going off in this crazy way but it's somehow working against the like softness of the melody and the repeating riff it's just really it's really cool and then like the clav comes in and the melody's like distorted on it
0: yeah. and it's
1: super juicy and this song's just really really different I like it I like yeah, how it ends
0: it's agreed Michael says hello after this song uh, you know apologizes for not speaking japanese which is funny <laughs>
1: yeah i know i love that it's so sweet he although he says a few things like ohio gazaimos and some other things but yeah he's i love not how fluent he, like, not fluent not fluent not like his spanish right we'll forgive him yeah and then you know what it can't drop. know no you can't oh, man and, oh my god it drops into chunks which is like wow i, knew, I know you're see, excited to talk about this song yeah
0: I, I I've been waiting cause this song is, is right up your alley, Megan, like just it really straight is. funk, straight groove. Um, I, I, this is one of my, has always been one of my favorite snarky puppy songs, uh, that the combo between Sean and Bobby on this one is just oh. always amazing. And we'll hear later on in the year, um, as they, you know, they've played it together a hundred times. Um, you know, they get more comfortable and they do some antics, uh, as it goes on, but it's just so good. Like that the, the the drum mm-hmm. beat, just the, the pocket is, you know, they're locked in and, and it just, ah, I love chunks.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was, I think my first note was like, fuck yeah. So there you go. And the talk box against the like hard funk beat is just exactly what I want in life. It's so mm-hmm. good. It just hits right. This song is, yeah, it's really great i was so into it this is like one of those things that caught me off guard like you're listening and you're you know you're you're focused but this song really makes you focus and makes me want to dance
0: yeah 100 percent. and this song as i mentioned you know sean and bobby show so naturally the two Mm. of them should get the solos on this version sean takes the first one uh on not his moog on on the chord chronos you can tell because there's a little bit more like chordal stuff going on and different kind of sound um And so it it sounds great I love this again just super funky over the midsection of the song and then usually we'll get a ripping whammy clav solo on the outro but in the absence of a whammy bar Bobby decides to just destroy the universe on mini Moog instead (laughs) and I mean like oh my god you know first of all the pivot from the main part of the song to the ending solo section just getting into that very rock and roll vibe I love so much driven by that strong guitar riff And then Bobby just comes in and just like, he destroys the universe. I I think that's, that's the best term to describe this solo.
1: It's just a mic drop.
0: Yeah, it really is. And then I, I love the way it fades out with, you know, Sean on the Mellotron and, and Justin on the roads, like that bit of texture as Bobby mm-hmm. like sustains that final note uh, out. And it's cool. Sometimes, you know, if he's on the clav, he'll just keep playing and then they will go back into the song. Um, it, you know, all sorts of things can happen.
1: Uh, I'm Sean. excited to see where this one goes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty great. Then we get another new tune next, Bad Kids to the Back, another one of my favorites uh, off of Immigrants. You know, this is this is also, you know, Bob Reynolds does the studio version of this one. Um, It's a it's a classic saxophone Mm. solo tune. Um, You know, we get we get Bullock taking this one. uh, But it's this is very brisk tempo here. I love listening to this song while I'm driving. This is like yeah, such I can a great see that. yeah,
1: that. It's so perfect. it's like that really fun intro. It's super punchy and it has that grooving along feeling that makes a lot of sense. And this solo just leaves you with like an unsettled feeling like the baseline, the keys behind it feel like you're following like a private investigator mm-hmm. around town. Yeah, it's just like like you're like mm-hmm. jacked up on cheap coffee in an old car and you're like staking out someone's apartment. It just has that like, there's something you're doing that's like wrong and fun i don't know it's cool it's a really this is a really different song i like it i lo-
0: yeah I, lo- I love that analogy of like the like the old spy thing yeah uh, or, or detective it's really <laughs> cool and i the the horns on this song the way they interact with each other are amazing you know we'll hear in in a later version Um, when, when there's a bigger horn section, like, you know, when Bob Reynolds is there as well, how they divide some of the parts between saxes and trumpets, um, which they didn't do here because, you know, there's only two of them playing horns. Um, but it's so good. It's a classic Justin Stanton sound and composition. Uh, you know, you can tell his, his fingerprints are all over this one, but it's such a great tune, great drum solo. Um, you know, love Sean harmonizing with the melody. Uh, on Moog mm-hmm. at, after after Bullock's solo it sounds really good. You know, we usually get the violin in that spot. And again, that that's the examples of them filling in different spots left by different members when they're not there. So we'll hear in the next episode when we don't have Sean on Chonks, you know, one of the other members fills in on the talk box melody. Um, and so wow. th- there's a lot of that throughout the immigrants era because there are more songs that are, I think, a little bit reliant on one person's signature sound. And so it's cool to hear How those kind of get those how those get filled in in different lineups?
1: Yeah, it has such a big full sound when it ends. There's just amazing percussion, like as usual, you know.
0: Of course, and then you know, Michael asks for a pick from the crowd. (laughs) I guess (laughs) he forgot them somewhere, Um, but of course, you know, being a snarky puppy show, someone in the crowd has a pick.
1: I love um, that,
0: and it's a Jim Dunlop Jim Dunlop pick, which he approves of
1: (laughs) that's so funny and then he's like is it okay if we play a new song and the crowds you know approves and he's like too bad because we're gonna play your old favorite one but you know we'll just play this new one and it's so funny yeah yeah
0: back to the dark and moody bigly strictness um i i love this one a lot uh you know this is one of those songs also like go like chavi which we'll hear later which has three distinct solo sections kind of bridged together with um, some really cool composition, but I just love like the driving darkness, uh, of the beginning. It's so cool. And again, Bobby on the mini Moog, once again, just like, it, it's a different vibe too. just lot, lots of yeah. percussive sounds, lots of delay, um, on this very, like, you know, the low key funk of the first solo section, but what are your thoughts on Bigly and, and this first solo?
1: Yeah, super different sound from them. Like it almost has like an Asian feel to it. It's really cool. And I think that when Bullet goes into that solo, there's just the layers underneath it and the textures are so interesting. I really love having three keyboard players. I think it just adds, you know, I'm especially because I'm super into Goose right now. I'm just so into like synths and layering and textures. Right. And I <laughs> feel like when I'm hearing Snarky Puppy, I'm like, yes, give me more of that. It's so great. And they're just, they're just nailing it. And then when Sean goes on to the Moog, it's like, you know, he sounds like he is just in no hurry. He's like super controlled. And then when it starts to build up, it's just really satisfying because it's like they've earned it.
0: That outro is always really cool, especially yeah. coming after the, the second solo, which, you know, you, the first one's kind of like low-key funk, and then it just pivots into the driving nature of the second solo, which Bullock takes, full fuzz, very aggressive, very dark, and then, you know, you crash into, it's like, you know, you crash down into this, like, pool of water, and then suddenly, like, everything's still and calm, and the horns come in with that gentle melody, and then Sean mm. just, like, rises up on the synth. Um, And yeah, I, it's very uplifting uh, and euphoric towards the end. So I I love the way it starts with moody and then funk and then dark driving and then just gorgeous on the outro.
1: Yeah. And then like the ending, like the percussion is like crashing and then there's just boom, this like hard stop. It's really cool. It's awesome. Cool ending.
0: Yeah. Great tune. And then it's time for, uh, it's time for an old favorite. What about me? You know, and, Wouldn't be an old favorite What About Me without a Bob Lanzetti solo. Uh, You know, very classic, you know, kind of pairing here. Um, JT does not get mellow like he usually does at the beginning of the solo session. He just just keeps, like, crashing in uh, for a few measures um, before quieting as, as Bob begins his solo. But, you know, spacey guitar, Bob, you know, follows up with JT's vibe and just drives right for it. You know, like, ton of vibrato happening very dirty sounds, like, spacey, like, it's just, it's, it's a Bob Lanzetti, What About Me solo, and, it, and it's awesome.
1: Oh, so great. I love at the beginning of this, too, Michael's like, let's go, and they launch into it, and there's a huge mm-hmm. crowd reaction. It's just like, you know, when a band's about to play that song, they know everybody wants to hear, you know, it's just, like, that moment, and they're just owning the tempo the whole time. It seemed faster to me than usual, and then that breakdown with, like, Bob taking that solo. It's just such rock and roll vibes. It gets kind of psychedelic. I love it.
0: Yeah, it's it's so good. And then really cool thing happens during the drum solo, which is, first of all, Keita takes the drum solo, um, you know, Japan vibe. Uh, so yeah. Michael, Michael throws it over to him. Uh, so it's very cool, you know, a, as things are happening, Justin starts doubling, you know, Michael's bass line on synth. And then they go into some bonus little jamming which is you know cool improvisational aspect this feels like a very tight show very contained for the most part and so getting this kind of bonus little treat right at the end of the what about me is really really cool but lots of interplay lots of cool stuff and one of the most unique drum solos i've heard out of this song
1: So different super engaging there's like a lot of speed a lot of precision constant tempo switches and i love how at the end of the solo the band starts creeping in and kind of accenting what the drums are doing they're yes. kind of like echoing it almost it's really 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 cool ending to this song i like this version is like it's different it's cool
0: yeah it's great it's such a pan vibe you know
1: yeah, exactly. Some there's been some amazing shows there for fish, that's for sure.
0: No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Getting an archival release of that soon.
1: Woo. Yeah.
0: Anyway, wrong band. Um for the encore, we get Chavi. Um, what's cool about this, um, is, you know, later on in the year, basically once they get back to the States, every time they play Chavi, Michael's gonna start doing a very lengthy lesson on that. Uh, the the crowd participation clapping thing that happens later on in the song which ends up eating like you know 10 minutes of set time Um, (laughs)
1: wow 10 minutes it's it's a a long long time
0: it's it's a long thing you know he introduces the song and it's like we're gonna do a cool thing and you know (laughs) takes his time with it um and so i like not doing that you know it does you know doesn't eat up time where they could play another song um, or, you know, just like leave like a bunch of space on a recording. Um, But this Chavi, again, it's in its infancy, right? They're just, they're still feeling it out. Um, The ending of this song is one of the most complicated things uh, in, in Snarky Puppies catalog. Um, I I don't know how they play it. Um, I've listened to this song so many times and I still can't properly like get the beats of the ending when i'm like you know like listening like and i'm, I'm yeah. you know, singing the melody along but I, I i can't i can't get it still which is so crazy it's so complicated
1: yeah this song has like the way it starts is has this like repetitive feel to it which is yeah. like a nice groundwork for a soloing on top of it and then the groove just keeps like repeating and repeating it almost makes you feel kind of like anxious mm. and then the ending yeah it's just it's it's really intense
0: it's really good but uh, you know again three solos once again uh maz on the first one we haven't you know he 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 gets the first solo and solo in the last song uh so kind of kind of bookending it with some nice maz here oh, yeah. uh justin you know layering in that Rhodes underneath as he does bobby on the b section on organ you know obviously i i think bobby is the mvp uh of this show in, in yeah. my opinion his solos were just unbelievable all night he had a whole bunch of them um which is like again a hallmark of the immigrants era there's a lot of bobby sparks
1: in these shows. great bring it
0: yes and then a road solo very very bouncy on the outro you know that that tends to happen in most versions uh you know michael will throw it over to justin on roads or sometimes you know sean on piano bill on piano not something of that uh sh- something of that keyboard sort <laughs> um but it's it's a very bouncy vibe, very pleasant. And then as I mentioned, they get into the absolutely insane ending of the song which is insane. Yeah. It's it's straight up insane.
1: It's a pretty I, cool way to end a show.
0: It is. It is. And, you know, I think this was the most played song uh from the album in 2019 uh especially oh, wow. in a year they toured they they played like 180 shows I think in 2019 they, they were on tour from so they played the beginning of april they did a tour of like japan and australia and new zealand that kind of thing mid-may they started in the u.s toured for about a month and then immediately went to europe uh for the summer festival circuit uh until the end of july and then took a month off then they played in tokyo at the tokyo jazz festival on like september 1st and then, on like, September 4th started the UK, the U.S. tour, uh, the fall U.S. tour, toured the U.S. for a month, um, and then took three weeks, two weeks off, maybe, and then Europe for five weeks.
1: Oh, my God. And ended that at is the relentless. end of November. I mean, that's yeah. like playing half the year.
0: Yeah. It, it was a lot. It was like a, a seven-month tour pretty much. And wow. you know, like most of them are rotating in and out, uh, but obviously for, you know, Sean, not Sean, for, for Michael, Justin Bullock and Maz who were there at every show. Bobby was at almost every show. Um, like it's, it's it's a lot of touring That's all over point. the world.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, playing in Tokyo one day and three days later playing in the U S is no joke.
0: Yeah. Well, we, we heard, you know, we saw them in, in 2015 go from California to Tokyo to Europe in the span of like three days which
1: is
0: like, wow. you know, nuts, but we have, we're going to, we're going to fast forward two months here for our bonus track today, where you're going to go, go to Belgrade, Serbia for the 623, 19. What about me? This is a very interesting show as well. Apparently it was like a billion degrees in, in this venue. Um, you know, it's like late June there. There's three encores at this show. Um, Sean is on like another level of just like being Sean. Uh, if you go and listen to the the, the and the uh, the Lingus that come a bit later mm. in the show, um, you know, first of all, he's like, you know, yelling at Michael taking hey, while Michael's taking a bass solo in Shofikon, and then you know he takes the Lingus. <laughs> there, there's some video. It's, there, there's a whole thing uh, with this show. What's also really unique about it is that Louis Cato is on drums, so not not one of the regular Snarky Puppy drummers. Uh, I guess this little leg at the beginning of the Europe tour. Um, jameson JT, and Larnell weren't available. Larnell joined up with them uh, a couple weeks later to do most of the Europe tour with them. So we get a different, a different, very different feel on the drums here. Uh, but what, what were your initial thoughts listening to the song portion of this with Cato on drums?
1: Yeah. It almost sounded more sparse. I mean, it was mm-hmm. really cool, but it just sounded a little bit less like, um, it was kind of more, yeah, more sparse is the word I'm thinking of, like, not as like not so much going on in the drums but it really worked and it sounded amazing i think that the beginning of the song too is great it's like gets super weird and like a lot of like video game sounds and like this whole version is and i would say even the show we just talked about too they're really playing with like a lot of different kind of like sonic noises and textures yeah. that i haven't heard them play with before and it's it's working it's yeah. really cool
0: and so this solo section is, you know, one of my favorite What About Me's. Um, it's it's very extended, much longer yeah. than normal. Uh, and Bobby gives us a tour of his rig once again. You know, again, in the absence of the whammy bar, he's dialing up these effects. I don't know what effect it is that's making that weird, dissonant, computery sound. Maybe it's a, it's a ring modulator of some kind, but there's some... You know, very cool stuff happening with the clav yeah. uh, under Kato's beat. And then Kato steps back, lets Bobby take a little, um, little, little break. The rest of the band kind of hops in on this really, really funky groove, driving. Bobby switches to the Moog, gets funkier, which you didn't think was possible. But it is, yeah. and it's happening right <laughs> now. That that moment when he switches from clav to Moog is, is my favorite part of the whole solo. And just, you know, he starts ripping on it.
1: There's so much going on in this whole version of the song. It's crazy. Yeah.
0: And again, computer noises, weird screeches. Who knows? I, I was listening to uh, a Bobby <laughs> Minimoog solo while, while driving with the windows down today, and I realized I should turn down the, the music because people were going to think there were like sirens happening. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, what's happening? Is there like a car accident somewhere? Yeah, it's like or yeah, like,
0: you can't you can't drive around with that and... playing with the windows down.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, the whole section before the band intros is just totally insane. There's so much going on. It's so funky. It's so awesome. And just I think like the show we just talked about and this version of the song too. Like the keys are just absolutely killing it. Like Bobby yeah. and Sean are just delivering in a way that is like on another level.
0: It's. It's truly spectacular. Um, and Cato's and drum solo, you know, it's, it's interesting. You know, he, he's not JT, he's not Larnell, he's not Jameson. It's, it sounds really different. And it's also, you know, he hasn't played this song hundreds of times like the other guys have. Yeah. And so it, it's a fresher take uh, on the drum solo, which is really interesting.
1: Yeah, which is cool. I think it's nice that when they have somebody who's, you know, trying something new and, and doing something different, they're certainly ready to to play with someone who's doing something different. So it's cool to hear how they're all responding to that.
0: Mm-hmm. it's awesome and there we have it that is our episode for today episode 9 sorry episode 9 of Things of Gold we've only got 3 episodes left which is crazy we're going to you know, finish out the year of 2019 strong we're going to come back in 2 weeks we'll be talking about 92819 from New Orleans New Orleans Louisiana it's New Orleans you can say it either I, way New I, Orleans okay, okay yeah. good. I was going to say like, I, I don't know how to pronounce anything.
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I know maybe some people say New Orleans, but it's definitely, I think, New Orleans. New Orleans. Okay. Yeah. Well,
0: New Orleans uh, at the Music Box Village, very crazy venue, very crazy show. Uh, if anyone, you know, knows what I'm talking about, uh, you know, there's a lot to talk about in this one, uh, especially for jam band fans like us. Uh, so that's oh, going to be yes. a very exciting episode.
1: I'm excited. If there's any band that would just tear up New Orleans, I feel like it's Snarky Puppy. I'm excited.
0: You are correct, um, yeah. and we are only three episodes away from the next quartermaster.
1: <laughs> only three. <laughs> in,
0: the, in the last episode, anyway. New, New Orleans made me talking about New Orleans made me made me think of that. Well, that is where we're going to be in two weeks. But of course, we hope everybody enjoyed this episode and us talking about four twelve nineteen. Let us know your favorite songs from this show anything else from the other japan show that has been released uh on on nugs and on live snarky um you know what your thoughts on the immigrants material is anything else uh that we touched on today sell is construction what have you as always tag us on socials at things of gold pod uh and if you're in europe this summer and you're seeing snarky puppy shows you know post some video tag us we want to see what they're playing
1: yeah i want to see that
0: it's gonna be fun and i'm seeing them tomorrow very exciting
1: i know have a great time and when we come back Thank in you. two weeks you can tell us about the show i plan on okay good plan on.
0: all right well that is all for this episode of things of gold hope everybody has a phenomenal day and we'll see you next time
1: thanks everyone